Welcome to the midweek edition of the Roundtable on Dog Post. This is Dean Leggy, uh, joined by Dog Post recruiting analyst and alligator hunter Matt DeBerry. Matt, how's your August? How's, how's your August thus far? You still have both both hands, all digits. So far, yeah, yeah. I'm looking uh, looking forward to uh, an alligator hunt in uh, the near future. I need two weeks to to prepare and maybe lift a little weights and work on my agility a little bit. But I'm ready. You know, I'm ready. I don't know you're ready, and I don't know that two weeks is going to get you ready, but I'll tell you one thing that's happening in August is everybody's getting ready for the season. It is here. It is here, and I just want to review. So you and I have, you know, in the way that we do things on Dog Post, we can't, you know, we don't report everything every single day that we do, and you and I had a very lengthy, I would say a, a relatively lengthy conversation Friday afternoon. Um, or was it Friday, Friday evening? All the days are kind of running together for me. It was a, it was afternoon. I was still up at the, the hotel, but we were talking about Jermaine Johnson, a guy you saw. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about Zion Logue, a guy that you were on your way to see. Um, and then I, of course, was going to see five-star Nolan Smith. So we, we saw, we definitely saw some prospects, and I've seen a lot this month so far. So um, who's, who's been the – it was was Nolan the most impressive guy you've seen? I mean, it, it, you know, when you wrote about that the other day – it seemed pretty clear to me like he was the most impressive guy that you've seen. He was, and I know we talked a little bit about it before. If you're considered one of the best prospects in the entire country, you have to dominate. You have to look like it, and he definitely did. Um, it, he's so fast off the ball. He's not the biggest guy, 6'3", about 240, I'd say, but he definitely flashes. He does all the right things. He lives in the backfield. He was just unblockable Friday night. So I went into that game having seen him a lot the past couple of years with very high expectations. Now that he's a top five, arguably the number one player in the country. And he did not disappoint. Uh, to be honest, he was very, very good and certainly looked the part of a top player in the country. And that's all we want, right? I mean, you flew, yeah. you flew out to Pittsburgh. Not only did I fly to Kansas. I drove across Kansas five hours to watch Jermaine Johnson play and then to watch Tramel Wathauer uh, later that night, amazingly. Um, and uh, you just want to see really good production. I have, for the most part, everything has been what I've expected. Uh, I have to say I thought that um, the junior... I did think, and I don't know if it's because the junior college kids are dealing with junior college kids... But yeah. I wanted more from Johnson. I mean, if Johnson, if Jermaine Johnson is the number, is he considered the number one player by any service? I think twenty four seven has him as the number one overall JUCO player. Uh, but I'd have to go back and check. I don't really look at those rankings that much. But I think he is considered the number one over on twenty four seven. I'm not sure what rivals or everyone else uh, has him at. Well, here's the thing about it. I I, I certainly could. You know, you can see how he would have the ability to be a very good pass rusher, you know, et cetera. What, what, what you wanted to see was the ability for him to rush the passer uh, and not – and in the time that I saw him play against Dodge City, it was good. It was not great. And when you, you know, when you drive five hours to – well, in that particular day, seven hours – because of you watching a player, you really do want to watch them dominate. Right. And I, I did not see that from him. My caveat, and I, I mean, I haven't written this yet. I've, I've written plenty of things, but I haven't written this yet for the world to see. But there was a lot of different reasons why that could have been the case. Um, 
you know, Dodge City didn't run at him. Dodge City didn't drop back and pass. There were a lot of things that Dodge didn't do that I think Jermaine would be uh, have the ability to be better at attacking if he if he were able to you know play his kind of football. But you know you don't always get to play the type of football that you want to play. You have to play sometimes what the offense attacks you with. So I wanted to see more. Um, it sounds like he wasn't maybe given an opportunity to really showcase his, his talent. I mean, obviously you were no, there. Did you feel yeah. like they went out of their way to go the, the opposite side of the field from they him? Did did they did not run at him at all. Okay. And and I don't know if they, he's some sort of killer on that front. I don't know. I'm, I'm saying I legitimately right. don't know. Right. But um, he he he... If you are, and it looks like 24-7's got him as a, as a top four player, uh, generally speaking. He's, so see, 24-7's, the way they do recruiting rankings is, I, I have to say, I, and I have a master's degree from Georgia, from a top four program in the country, top three program in the country. Right. It is complicated the way they do this. It's confusing, not complicated. They have yeah. a 24-7 ranking, and then they have a 24-7 sports composite ranking, and those are not the same thing, so correct. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's I don't know. Man. So, I so where know. do they have? Him? Is he the number one on the composite? Well, or? you know, of course, for twenty four seven, it's whichever you want. Right. That's the truth of the matter. Is for your school, in this case, Georgia. If you want to say he's the number one player in the country, you can say that. But when you have two sets of rankings, um. You know, it gives you a lot of options. There's a lot of reasons why in the recruiting world you want to do that. It gives people bragging rights. It drives traffic, et cetera. Right. But, you know, look, the point being, he's a top five player nationally in junior college. It's got to be based on potential because the production that I saw that day was not ideal. He was not the top. He has not been the top player that I have personally seen in this um, cycle of recruiting thus far. And one thing about him specifically is I'm not sure exactly where to list him. Is he an outside linebacker? Is he well, end? he mean, definitely – he de- well, I don't know. But, I mean, I, I def- he definitely played end for um, Independence. And Independence, you know, is an interesting situation. I mean, they were clearly better to me than Dodge. But um, – and, and they won that game. But, um, you know – he is not nearly as big as Jonathan Ledbetter. He's a tall, longer guy. He's 6'6", 250. Uh, he definitely, Matt... I think he's an outside linebacker. Yeah, at I just wonder, I was going to say, I just wonder if at Independence he's playing something he may or may not play at Georgia, or he may play that occasionally at Georgia. You know, look, and people, before you, you say that we are, or that Dean is specifically uh, turding all over a kid... Make sure that you, you know, on other sites or in social media, make sure you listen to the entire context of what we're saying. What I'm saying is the time that I was there, which is one game, a part of one game, uh, the time that I was there, he did not flash in a way that I thought he could or would for being right. a top five national player in junior college. With that said, the caveats are as, as follows. He plays against junior college players. They are older and stronger and bigger, etc. Number two, they did not bother. Dodge City did not bother 
sort of confronting him in the run game. Maybe he's dominant there, and I'm not aware of it. I did not get to see him flashing what I think is probably his ability to rush the passer, and that may be why he's so high. If you go and watch a kid and they don't get to do what they do well, then you could certainly say, hey, look, you know, maybe this kid is overranked. Uh, but if Jermaine Johnson has the same production that he did on Saturday in Athens, then people will not be overwhelmed. They'll say, well, he's a good player, but he's not unbelievable, you know, and that's yeah, okay. And, and I know we're going to talk about a few others in a second, but real quick, if he does play outside linebacker at Georgia, I, I don't think he's better than Nolan Smith. I don't think he'll get playing time over Brenton Cox or Walter Grant. So I, I hope Georgia fans even though he's a junior college kid, I hope they don't expect him to come in and just start and just leave for the NFL because I don't think that's in his future. There's a lot of really talented outside linebackers at Georgia. I know he's supposed to come in and you know add depth there and maybe play, but he's going to have to, if he plays early at Georgia, he's going to have to beat out a lot of talented guys at that spot. So it'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds. I, I don't, I don't think he would start this year, but I don't. I mean, I don't think that he'll start over Brent Cox. After that, it becomes a little, you know, a little more complicated. He does have the ability. If he's going to be a DN, he could change his body. He could start yeah. that way. If he's going to be an outside backer, the only guy for sure that I think is better than him right now for that will be here next year is Brent Cox. I mean, I like Walter Grant a lot. He's mm-hmm. he's taller, leaner than Johnson. So, you know, when, again, man, when you go see Nolan play, when you go see Jermaine Johnson play, when you go see Hazelwood play, when you go see uh, Walker play, when you go see guys who are high-level guys play, you want to see what Trevon Walker did. He's he's probably, I can't figure out yet for me, Matt, whether he's the best guy that I've seen play or Hazelwood is. For you, you say it's pretty simple as Nolan Smith. What did he do? I would say Nolan Smith. I mean, he did everything. He he rushed the passer. He couldn't be blocked all game. Uh, they, they ran some zone reads around him. He made the right choice. He, you could tell he's the leader of that team, too. Again, he's not the biggest guy out there. IMG, of course, is a huge football team with prospects all over the place. But he still stood out from his play alone like the best player on the team. And, and that first half, he absolutely dominated. They took him out a little the second half because the game was over. But he definitely made his mark early and often in that game, rushing the passer. He's so quick. Again, 6'3", 235, 240 around there. But he's, he runs a 4'5". He did that at the opening. And his first couple steps, he's in the backfield before anyone knows it. He's, he's strong, too. He can get off blocks well. Um, he crashes down against the run. I mean, he's he was really, really impressive. And... I've seen him a lot over the years, and he's only getting better. So he, he was really, really good. You know, Hazelwood, uh, I'm sorry. I keep saying the names wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why I've gotten hooked up on. Um, it, so when you this, this, this stretch of time has been a heck of a traveling run uh, for, for me. I, I, I keep calling Jaden Hazelwood Jaden Hazelton or, you know, getting, <laughs> or, or getting it wrong. Yeah, but, but so for Jane Hazelwood, he, he's legit. He is legit. Yeah, he he really is very good. I, I mean, I've seen him play twice now this season, once live, obviously once on TV in Alabama. You know, the only flawback that the only drawback I can say about Jaden to me 
is he plays with maybe too much passion. But yeah. I, I don't know how bad that is because what you want, Matt, is someone – a very successful coach told me uh, – head coach told me not that long ago. He said, you want a kid that you got to pull back. That means they care, they're passionate, etc. I think Jaden Hazelwood is a receiver the likes of which Georgia hasn't seen in about a decade. Um, he is very good. Uh, he can do things in the return game that I think will help Georgia win next year. Yeah. And again, he's a competitor too. He's yes. out there. He wants to go against the best. He wants to win every single rep. Never takes a play off. Uh, plays a lot of defense too. I don't know if he played yeah. any safety at the game you wrapped yeah, up. Yeah, every single time I've yeah. seen him play, no matter if it was last year, I think I saw him play twice. I've seen Jaden play a lot. And he he is better now than he ever was. But he yeah. plays safety. He's in the return game. And people, Matt, are stupid enough to kick it to him. <laughs> I saw your. T- I didn't see the game they had on TV. I saw a couple of your tweets. I mean, it looks like they were just giving him the ball. They were still punting and kicking to him. I don't get like that. It, but. The one thing you don't want to give an athlete is space and time. And and that's what you gave him. And and first. Yeah, sorry, first time I ever saw Jaden Hazelwood, when he, it was his freshman year in the playoffs against Westside Macon, and he took a, a punt return back to the house with ease. And that was the first time I ever saw him play. The coaches were raving about him then, so he's been taking kicks to the house his whole career. So that's definitely a part of his game that will translate to the next level, too. He's, I mean, he can play receiver. He can return kicks and punts at Georgia, too. So he's a big-time weapon, and right now he is my top player in the state of Georgia. If Nolan Smith still played in the state, I'd probably have Nolan above Jaden Hazelwood. But, though, I mean, and, and then Trevon Walker throwing him in there, too. Uh, Let me say this real quick before we move on from Jaden Hazelwood. Yeah. So, obviously, you know, having, with my basketball background, I watch a lot of basketball. And what yeah. you do, what you do not want to see, um, the 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 Gold State Warriors do is open threes. It, it allows them to get into a rhythm. They start and and nothing, uh, nothing about sports uh, is better than when things are easy. When you right. kick a ball high to Jaden Hazelwood, you're giving him the ability to get it going athletic, not not just athletically but mentally too. He is a ball hawk. You do not give the Warriors threes. You do not give them open threes. Even in transition, they try to hit threes on you. With Jaden, keep the ball out of his hands. If you punt it 20 yards, that's fine. I don't think he is a kickoff return guy necessarily at Georgia. And, and people will read this later when they read what I wrote about Jaden, but but if Mecole can be a kickoff guy, I'm not. I'm not sure that that Hazelwood can't do it too. Right. I got you know, Kirby Smart calling me there. Uh, Trevon Walker. Trevon Walker, uh, probably the most athletic defensive lineman that I've covered. I've been doing this four years for you, and mm-hmm. I mean, when you went and saw him play, he was a middle linebacker, and that's that's a big middle linebacker. But he can run. He can hit. He's so athletic. And again, you saw it recently. I've seen him for a, a long time now. He, he can do so much. Um, he's got length. He's got height. If he doesn't get to the quarterback from his defensive tackle spot, he's going to be knocking those balls down at the line of scrimmage. He can help a team so much. And that was an absolute must-have. I know we talk about no players a must-have, and they really aren't, especially right. where Georgia is right now. But that was a really important target that they needed. And 
He's he's really good too. What did you see? So I'm not so sure that he's not the best player in the state. Um, but you know, you're really getting down to it here. And here's here's I I would go probably with Trevon Walker with Hazelwood being the number two, and and I'm willing to change my opinion. Why I would say that is because Walker is a guy who could. Uh, lean on you basically the entire game. Hazelwood is a guy who can end games, but Walker is a guy who gives you the ability to do that. I think it might be a positional thing for me, um, and that I value linemen on the, the uh, that I value defensive linemen more than even a spectacular wide receiver. Trevon Walker, who also played with receiver when I saw him play, uh, I think he played back too, right? He takes some direct snaps. I believe he did. Line. I'd have to go back and look yeah. what I wrote, but. He is exceptional, and um, again, when you go, when you that was a four-hour ride, um, and it was a weather delay situation. Uh, oh, those had, are great. We yeah. have had some serious weather in our in our midst here this August, but he 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 did everything. I mean, you know, when you start talking about um, Johnson, who's at Independence. Walker, it only took him about, I don't know, a quarter, not even a quarter to make a play. And you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. You just, you didn't see that with Johnson. That's all. And, and it's sometimes that you don't, the guys don't have the ability to make plays. I mean, it's not, the plays are not there. And you yeah. don't want to go out and try to overplay. You have to do what you're supposed to do, and that's it. With Walker, though, it seemed like stuff was just happening. He was yeah. in on every tackle. It felt like that. That's an exaggeration. He was in on a lot of tackles. That's the. That's what I got from Nolan. He, he was always around. It was always, always I mean, constantly. And so, and, yeah, and, and we he could, was there and all the could, time. I want to talk about uh, Zion League as well, or Luke's. Golly, he told me how to pronounce it. And I screwed it up. I told you what it was. But <laughs> right, anyway, right. Um, man, kind of an under the radar guy. Yeah, he but let me. Let me in middle of July. Oh, yeah. stand by one second. I'm sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't have even mentioned Zion. But we still have to talk about Zion. We still have to talk about... Jamil Burroughs. Well, we... The new 2020 commit, too. Well, that, too. But we both have also seen... Uh, uh, I don't... Actually, you weren't there. Tresman Marshall. You did not go to that game. I have not seen him he live. Was, he was impressive, too. But let me get through... Let me get through Walker. We've seen a lot. Yeah, yeah. We've seen a lot so far. And we, we still have, have a few yeah. more to go. So, with Walker... Uh, recovering a fumble, uh, which was a big play in a tight game against Jones County. Um, a, a, a fourth down catch going into the half that helped, uh, that helped Upson Lee score or try to score. I can't remember all these games were blurred. I remember what he did, but just the way he can move, man, he was playing middle linebacker. You know, obviously he's not going to play middle linebacker at Georgia. I mean, I don't, that would be amazing. Uh, a near 300-pound guy playing right. that position. But he moves really well, man. And, and I think you definitely – now, your rankings are your rankings. And, and and I'm just saying that if someone says Trevon Walker is the number one player in the state, I'm going to be like, you know what? I, I get where you're coming from. I definitely yeah. get where you're coming from. Yeah. He, he, he does so much well. Um, I want to try to – Maybe see him one more time if I can. I still want to go out and see Owen. I've got Owen Pepo highly rated. I want to check on him one more time, see how he's developed. But it is a very strong group at the top. Yes. I think 
it's not the 2018 class, which was the best class I've covered since covering recruiting uh, for Dog Post, but they also had the quarterbacks too. And, and, and that was yeah. an elite group of quarterbacks. The 2019 is very top heavy, it's very good. Um, it, it's not as deep, but yeah, those few guys right there are going to play early. Definitely. Well, you know, let's talk about Tresman Marshall and Dominique Blaylock both at the same time. Now, Dominique, so Dominique is at a is at a suburban school, a wealthy suburban school. He is going to be more developed, I think, than most kids in this class. But I don't know that he has the explosion of Jaden Hazelwood. But again, do not confuse it. He is in he is a a top twenty five, top fifty player in the country. He will be a very good player at Georgia. What did you see when you saw him live this August? He's really good. The only somewhat knock I have on him is that he always seems to be somewhat dinged up. He's never 100%, but when he is healthy, hopefully he can be 100% healthy for a long period of time because he is really good. He is the best route runner that I've covered in a long time. I'm trying to think of a better route runner at receiver in high school, and I can't think of one. He can run routes. He's got great hands. He makes it look easy. He's got really good body control, and He's got enough explosive explosiveness to get behind a lot. Most of these high school DBs, I don't. Yeah. I'm not sure how it's going to translate. He doesn't have Jaden Hazelwood explosion, so it's not like I think he's at Georgia. He's going to just be running by everyone. He can create separation though. They, the kid knows how to get open. He knows how to score. He knows how to big, make big plays. He's great with the ball after the catch. He does a lot well. But again, he's not the biggest guy. He's not the fastest guy. But he gets open. He's a very good natural receiver. I mean, he was put on this earth to play receiver. The, the instincts are there. He's such a natural at it. And, I mean, again, was really good at the Corky Kell. Three touchdowns, 100-something yards. Huh. Had another big touchdown last week. I mean, he's definitely their go-to guy. And if he can stay healthy, he's going to play a lot early in Athens, too. I know they've got a lot of young receivers. But Jaden Hazelwood and Don Blaylock are going to see time next year. No doubt about it. Tresman Marshall, you were you were watching Blaylock. No, no, you were at another game uh, watching McEachern play. But uh, Dylan and I went to go see Tresman Marshall. He made a lot of plays, man. He made yeah, he's, a lot of plays. He, he's a thumper, man. That dude loves contact. He's a physical kid in the middle. I know he could play some running back, too. I'm not sure how he much he ran the ball uh, when y'all were there, but... He's a good player, big, strong kid. He's thick. Um, so, well, uh, you know, look, we've talked, we've we've given the the criticism of all these kids. I think with Tresman Marshall, the question is: there's two questions. Number one is height. I mean, yeah. he's, he's not an over. He's not a big guy in terms of height at all. Right. Um, he's thick. He's not he's super. Very thick. thick. Now, no question. Yeah. Uh, and then the question is: to some degree, what position he'll play? He told me that he will play uh, linebacker at Georgia. And he would just be a shorter linebacker, and I know how coaches are. Yeah, you know, if you're under a certain height, they get real fidgety. But he made a lot of plays, a lot of plays, and uh, for uh, Clinch, I think he scored a touchdown. I'm fairly certain on a strip. I mean, it was you know he's good, man. I mean, like every every single one of these kids that I've seen has you know I'm like uh, I get it. You know, the the one guy that didn't stand out the way that I thought he should have was Jermaine Johnson, and that's it. And and that was with a limited... Uh, and we talked about the variables that went into sure, that. Sure, that was with a and limited eyeball yeah. of, of him. It was only... 
about a quarter and a half, and that was it. But you know, with with other guys now, they're playing high school football. They they quickly. I mean, you could see it pretty quick that they were making the plays. Uh, I'm trying to see if other guys. So Zion Logue, that's how you pronounce it. I'm sorry. So Zion, yeah. Zion Logue. So Zion Logue totally looks the part. Yeah, bro, he's a big kid. If he if he so he's got 30 pounds on Johnson. So if if Zion Logue is your defensive end, then Johnson would have to be an outside linebacker. I would, the more you would I think, think about it, the more I think he, that's where he is going to end up. You know, Kirby and them know what they're doing. Far yeah. be it for me to say. Right. But on the night I saw Zion Logue play, he made a play that, that helped his team win. And I can assure you, if he didn't make this play, I don't know that they win because they did not play super great Lebanon, or as they call it up there, Lebanon. Um, he is, you know, he was the one guy, he is not overwhelmingly well thought of compared to the rest of his classmates he is and there's there's a reason behind that i mean he he put on a whole bunch of weight and he got bigger the past like good. eight months yeah uh, he did yes the, they, the film is not overly impressive of this past mm-hmm. year but the coaches still rave about him they say you know he's he was still a little raw too but they said once he develops and kicks it in gear he's going to be very very good so i've heard a lot of good things on him alabama really turned up the heat on him yeah. and June and July, so did Georgia. So his he his recruitment kind of took off really quick, and then it ended. And you know, Kirby knows what he's doing. He went in there, and uh, Zion camped at Georgia in front of the staff, and they loved him, offered him on the spot, asked him to stay later to talk to him and recruit him a little bit, and it, it all went from there. So he's kind of one of those you know diamond in the roughs, I guess you could say a little bit, but he is a good player. And again, I haven't seen him live, but you. You said you were fairly impressed. No, with him. I think he is a legitimate, you know, you know, not play a lot the first year or so, and then get into the rotation a lot. I mean, he he holds his weight well, um, and he made a, 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 a he made a great play um, when Lebanon was was up against. Uh, it wasn't a private school, but it had a private school name up there in Tennessee and Nashville. So you know, the ball got tipped. He was facing the line of scrimmage. The ball got tipped over him. He sort of turned around and caught it over his shoulder uh, and then took off towards the end zone. It was a very impressive play. Uh, that's a playmaking situation. So he made a play. But It doesn't sound like a play a lot of def- defense no, can make No, he got either. that right. But what was Matt sort of, I don't know, more impressive? I don't know about that. But what was good to see from Zion Logue was that he – consistently played with leverage. He did not sort of play with it. He consistently played with it, particularly in the first half. Second half, he got tired. But the first half, he consistently played with leverage. He beat up the guy that he was going up against. He treated him like a rag doll. Uh, they, they never ran on his side of the ball. They just didn't do it. But he got up to the quarterback enough to where you know it seemed to me like he can rush the passer. I don't think he is a pass rusher. But right. he, he can do the job. And I was, I, I, I tell you, right, when you get a guy that's at the bottom of the page, you don't know what to expect. He right. was the best person I saw on the trip that I took to Kansas and Tennessee in terms of just plain making plays and being a, he was better than uh, Walthour. He was better than uh, Jermaine Johnson in terms of in the game that they played. He 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 produced more. 
And at some stage, that matters. Does it matter right now? I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. I feel like we will see Zion's rankings shoot up on on all the sites, all the rankings. I mean, he's one of those guys who is only going to get better. And as he plays throughout his senior year, more people go see him and see him live on a Friday night. That ranking will go up for sure. I just, I, I have to say, if JT Bertrand is a four star, it's it's hard to see that that Zion is not a four star as well. And I, I don't know what is what, you know, yeah. as far as the, the the, a lot of the rankings are political. You can you can right. you can you can uh, listen to what the networks say or, or not. Yeah. But um, I do think he is a legitimate uh, four-star prospect. I don't know. Um, I, th- I was impressed. I thought he was a good player. I don't think he's Jaden Hazelwood, but I do think right. he is a good player for sure. Well, I want to talk about Jamil Burroughs real quick. Okay. And it, this is Georgia's third commitment in the 2020 class. We've seen uh, – you've seen the other two, Nazir Stackhouse, who is yes. impressive, Broderick Jones, really good. Uh, so we've got a good handle on those guys. And I've seen Jamil a few times now, and he's a big kid, but he's a really good athlete for his size. Um, I think he's around that 6'3", 6'4", like 300-pound area, but he was really disruptive um, against Colquitt County, who, I mean, that's a, that's a really strong team. They got some big players, too, over there. And, again, like you said about Zion, it, Jamil threw this guy around like a rag doll from time to time. When you talk about kids who are able to commit to Georgia right now, you better be really good if you've got a spot at Georgia. Jamil obviously has a spot he committed, and he's really good too. So this early 2020 class, especially on the defensive line with Jamil Burroughs and Nazir Stackhouse, that's a really strong group um, early on. So he was good. He was good, and um, he's, he's a, another guy who's only getting better. So he's transforming his body a little more, but the strength is there. He's got some quick feet. He moves pretty well for his size and showed some athletic ability too. So that was a really nice pickup for Georgia on Saturday. You know, the thing about it is, like, I don't know if you can say Nolan Smith is raw. I would say Hazelwood and Walker are raw. I do not think Blaylock is. We will both see uh, in the next week, you and I will both see John Emery and Ryan Davis live. Uh, Jalen Perry, I find it hard to believe that he is really raw. Same thing with Norton. I think you could make the case that Jermaine Johnson is raw, for the record. Just not as raw as some of the other guys, because he's two years into college. And again, he he grew up in Minnesota, excuse right. me. Yeah, It's not like he was playing high school football in Georgia, then went to Juca. So he's still developing as a yeah. prospect, too, and playing against bigger and better players is something that he's going to have to you know, just learn to do. I mean, you know... It's hard to imagine that Warren McClendon and Xavier Trust are not developmental players. Tyman Mitchell, I think, is. I think Zion Logue is definitely raw. Uh, I, I can't. I don't want to speak. I don't have enough to speak intelligently about uh, John Plumley. And I think Tremel Wathauer is still raw for sure. I mean, Tremel, when I saw him play, he he starts for Hutchison. He plays a lot of downs. He's just got to add size. Um, he, he can get to the quarterback. He can get after the quarterback, I should say. Uh, and, uh, he makes tackles. He's in on plays, but he does have to get bigger. There's no question about that. And that's something he's working on out there in Kansas. But this is, this group is still, you know, relatively raw. I mean, when, when arguably two of your, when, when two of your best three arguable players 
are raw, what I would call raw, you know, you got a lot to work with still. Now, I don't know if I'm going to say John Emery is raw. <laughs> I mean, Zamir White was not raw. He's just a hell right. of a player that got hurt. And I think that's kind of what this Georgia staff was looking at. When you bring in a 2017 class, for example, was the best class Georgia ever signed on paper. Right. You follow that up, 2018, the number one class in the country. You know, the, obviously, a lot of 2017 kids played as a freshman. A lot of these 2018 kids are going to play as a freshman. So I think in this 2019 class, they're looking for a lot of guys that they can maybe sit for a year or two and develop. They don't need to play a ton of these guys, except for maybe a Hazelwood, Trevon Walker, Blaylock, the guys who are ready and easy five stars who can help and contribute immediately. But guys like Xavier Truss and Zion Logue and Tymon Mitchell, you know, these guys won't be asked to play early. They can sit back, transform their body, work on, you know, mechanics and fundamentals of the position, and then make an impact down the road. So I think that's kind of what they were going after, big athletic guys who they can coach and develop. Um, and I think there's a lot of talent there, a lot of guys with a lot of potential right now. But, yeah, a bunch of them are really raw right now, and that's okay because they're not being Chad, asked to play early. Chad, Chad used to always uh, uh, laugh when I would say something about transforming bodies. What do you think happened, what do you think happened with Julian Rochester? Yeah, I mean, he's still transforming his body. I mean, that, yeah, but, I mean, think about what he looked like when he was a freshman. Think about Jonathan Ledbetter he was and what he looks like yeah. right now. Yeah. I mean, this is a very different age in terms of strength and conditioning at Georgia than what it was certainly a decade ago. And so yeah. I would say certainly by the end of the Mark Richt era. So this is very serious and so forth. So Tresman Marshall from Clinch is not going to be able to transform his body. I mean, he, he, he's got he's what he's got. got. Some muscle. Yeah. Now, you know, Hazelwood, he's going to get bigger. Yeah. Walker, I don't know if Walker's going to get bigger, but he don't have, I mean, that guy does not have a lot of wasted weight on him. He is. You don't want him to get too much good. bigger because he does move really well, and you want to keep that quickness and athleticism to him. You don't want him blowing up, but that strength and conditioning staff, again, it's one of the best in the country. They know what they're doing, and I think they're going to have a lot of fun, you know, uh, with these 2019 kids coming in and putting them in, this, in the, the program and getting the best out of them, which I think they'll do. So, All right, next week, well, we're not even going to talk about the Austin P game. Next week, we can talk a little bit about what happened and look forward to Carolina a little bit. We can talk a little bit about John Emery and Ryan Davis and these guys we'll see in the near future. But, boy, I mean, I'll tell you what, right, right now, Matt, we, we have seen so far everybody but John Emery, Ryan Davis. Plumley, Bill Norton and Plumley. I will see Bill Norton next month, I think. I think before the... Friday before Middle Tennessee, I'm flying up to Memphis to see him. So I'll check him off. And then I got Ryan Davis. I'll go see J.D. Bertrand again. I'll go see uh, Ryland Goaty again. So we're, we're, we're checking them off. We've seen a lot of guys so far. And, and your best guy is Nolan, and it's not close. Uh, Jaden's pretty close. I've seen Jaden Hazelwood a bunch, and he's right up there. Um, they're both insanely talented. I would still go with Nolan Smith, number one, right now, based on what I saw Friday and just knowing him for years and seeing him play for years and knowing the player that he can be, I'm going with Nolan number one, but Jaden number two and Travolton Walker absolutely right there. So I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm not flying out to New Orleans to not be impressed by John Emery. He, he should he should really impress. <laughs> I, I mean, he might be the end up being the number one back in the country. I think Trey Sanders is right now. He did not do much at all. Uh, 
with IMG. I, again, I saw IMG and Trey Sanders on that team. I don't know if he had a nagging injury or what, but he wasn't really out there a whole lot. Noah Kane got most of the carries. So we'll see. I think John Emery has a very good chance of being the number one running back in the country when it's all said and done. So I think he, he should impress you. That he should He should be fun to watch. Come back. Check us out next week on The Roundtable on Dog Post. This is Dean Luggy and Matt DeBerry. And Matt, just to plug, you have your show, which is, what is it? What are y'all calling it? Uh, our, me and Dylan, I think yeah. it's a, a title by week. I don't think we've... Oh, really? I thought, something. I thought yeah, the I whole thing was... The, I, I, don't, I told him, I said, I, I'm not the most creative guy, but if... <laughs> So he's the one. He's the one at Georgia. I went to Kennesaw State. He's supposed to be the oh, creator. So now Kennesaw. Okay. So we're yeah. just, Now we can put Kennesaw State down. Okay. I'm. I got all these rules in my head. Okay. Hey, Kennesaw plays Georgia State on on Thursday night. If anyone cares or wants to watch that, so well, no, one, no one, no one, no yeah. one, no one cares. But will you be watching that? <laughs> I think I will. I, I'll have the Braves on too. Um, in full Braves mode still, but Kennesaw State and Georgia State should be a, a fun one. We, I know all those Kennesaw coaches still, so it's always good to go back and watch those guys. We may or may not ever talk about the Braves again on this podcast. Do you think that the Braves will get into the playoffs? Yes, I think they will get into the playoffs. I don't think they have. They definitely don't have the bullpen and the back part of their lineup. I still isn't going to help them win any series. In the playoffs, I think they will win the East, though, and they've got a lot of young, talented players that are going to be fun to watch. In the I field. did not realize so they're only they were, getting better. I did not realize they were three and a half ahead of the Phillies. I, I would have, I would not have asked you it that way. But it, it looks to me that they, if they want to get in, they better go ahead and win the division. Though, am I right? Yeah, they've got the second best close. record in the NL, though. No one's really run away with it. The Cubs are the best team in the National League, but the Braves should beat the Phillies. The Phillies are not playing well at all right now. The Braves need to take advantage of that and lengthen their their uh, division lead, and I think they will do that. But I don't think I don't have a lot of faith in them doing much in the postseason. I think they'll get in. I don't think they're going to do much this year, at least. So, join us next week on the roundtable. Dean Luggy and Matt DeBerry signing off.